When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, it's Crystal, and this week we are doing something a little different. We have had some pretty gnarly sickness going around both of our households the last few weeks. I was the week before, um, and Samantha's got it going on this week, and so we haven't gotten around to recording, but we didn't want to leave you guys without another episode. So we decided that we were going to go ahead and upload, I think, our very first bonus episode for y'all to hear. So you're going to get that little treat for your holes right now. And we should be up and running and have a new episode for you next weekend. Okay. So in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this and we hope you keep it awkward. Okay. Bye. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit. I sounded really peppy there. You sounded peppy? Okay. I did. I was like, Samantha. <laughs> maybe because it's daytime while we're recording instead of night. Hey, so maybe you've got a little more pep in your step. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I woke up in a pretty, pretty pissy mood. Nice. You know, regular wake up call on a Saturday. Dog jumps on my head. That's Harlow's cool. bouncing a ball by my face. <laughs> wow. That's fun. So, good. happy first bonus episode day. Whoop, whoop. Happy first bonus episode day. I'm so excited. I, I have know. no idea what you have in store for us. It's going to be good. I'm kind of stoked about it because, um, like, this week is technically my week, so my regular episode comes out, and then you've got this bonus episode that Crystal, like, jumped on for the first I did. <laughs> I, was like, round, I, so. I was like, I've got an idea of something. So let's do this. And she was like, whatevs, that's cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, for a while, I was trying to like rack my brain. I was like, what should the first bonus episode be on? Like, what should we do? And I was like, well, this is extra stuff. So like, we can kind of do whatever. Like, we can still like, yeah. I want to go a little bit different. Like still kind of be like these weird, mysterious death type things, but not exactly murder per se. Um. But of course we want our, our listeners to be like, uh, well, we came in for murder because that's what your podcast right, is. So right. We well, there's going to be, are. there's, I'm going to talk about a lot of weird deaths in this episode. So don't you, don't you worry. <laughs> Which I'm so excited for. That sounds interesting. It is interesting. So, um, I, I thought about this and I remembered hearing about it on a different podcast a couple years back and that's why we drink, which I love it, M covered it and they did a very, very good job and it was awesome and shout out to Emma and Christine cause they're amazeballs. So I heard mm-hmm. it on that and I hadn't really heard it on anything else. So I was like, well, let me look into this and there was so much stuff and so many cases and it was crazy interesting. And I was like, okay, we're doing it. Let's do it. So <laughs> you're like, what are we doing? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk a little bit about spontaneous human combustion. So like, like just blowing up randomly, like like people just, just bursting into flames and combusting. Like they're popping, like, (laughs) 
gross. (laughs) But kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. So. Okay. Okay. You you don't hear a lot about this in the news, but I'm telling you, there's a lot on it. I mean, there's a movie about it, but they don't, they don't burst into flames. They literally explode. Oh, no. Like, just explode. Like, insides and everything just pop. (laughs) It's pretty gross. (laughs) it's very uh it's very gory (laughs) like before you never knew that you had to be worried about you know just like randomly exploding or bursting into flames but I feel like that's gonna go on the list of things that I'm gonna worry about now well I'm just shopping at Walmart just getting my groceries no big deal all of a sudden just the list just keeps growing of of things to worry about (laughs) I mean I I constantly have I don't, I know there's like a name for it too. It's super weird. Like the fear of random deaths, like yes. or random murders or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Right. I'm not like afraid of it, obviously, or I wouldn't be going into the career path that I am or anything. But like, I think it's so interesting. I think my mind just wanders into these weird places sometimes. Yeah. I'll just be like downstairs. The kids just went to bed, just downstairs watching TV and then all of a sudden I'm like, um, I need to go check and make sure my kids are breathing. Like, yeah. it's just weird. Like out of nowhere. So I'll go up there and I'm like putting my finger right under their nose. Like sure I can feel their breath or watching for their chest to go up and down. I feel like that's a very, very common thing for parents to do in newborn babies. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Except I think of random things on what could happen to them. Like, um oh no there's a balloon in harlow's room i read an article a long time ago that this kid suffocated with a balloon i need to get that out like it's random (laughs) and it is it's super it's super weird or i'll sit on my couch and be watching tv and i'll be like did i lock that window what if somebody just like randomly bursts into this window and tries to kill the entire family (laughs) (laughs) i mean these are things you got to worry about it could happen and now, <laughs> I, now I've got to worry about spontaneous combustion. Great. Got, right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you'll see in a lot of these cases I talk about, they, a lot of them have very common factors that go into it. So I'll get into that in a little bit. So I'm just going right. to start. Um, let's, get let's get it. Get it, girl. So <laughs> there is a ton of debate on whether um, SHC, I'm just going to call it that because that's a lot easier than saying spontaneous human combustion a bunch of times. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's, a, <laughs> there's a ton of debate on whether HAC is a mysterious unexplained medical phenomenon or if it's just straight up urban legend. So scientists like can't agree on which it is. But regardless of that, over time throughout several centuries, there's been tons of reports on cases of this, like over 200 cases. So how are there over 200 cases and people think it's an urban legend? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you about it. So <laughs> I'm going to, first I'm going to tell you like a, a few cases, like just, a, like I got a handful of cases I'm going to talk about. And then I'll kind of go into like how the scientists are like trying to explain it saying, oh, well this okay. happened. So this happened. So the first ever reported case happened way back in 1470. It was an Italian knight named Polonus Vorstius. And he was just like, hanging out at home with his parents in Milan. And the story goes that he had drank quite a few ladles of um, some super stout ass wine. Like it was super strong. <laughs> and um, like knock you on your ass wine, huh? Yes. Like um, Rexifer's homemade wine. <laughs> mm. 
very startup inspired (laughs) yes that so um he's drinking the strong wine and then he starts like feeling a little off and then he started burping but not just like normal drunken hiccup slash burps okay dude starts belching fire like a motherfucking dragon (laughs) (laughs) like a motherfucking dragon that's hilarious that you said that because that's literally my next line in my notes like a motherfucking dragon like a motherfucking dragon <laughs> like what does that like how does that even happen what is there like gasoline mixed into a stout house wine i don't know so belching uh, up fucking fire belching up fire so then I like there would be if i was belching up fire i'd be like uh there's a problem here I'd, give me yeah, a fire for sure. extinguisher for sure <laughs> um spray that shit in my mouth gross (laughs) (laughs) too far too far (laughs) I mean that do what you gotta do I guess (laughs) so then um then in front of his horrified parents Polonis just like burst into flames burned to a crisp and died so that's how the story goes now, this wasn't actually recorded until 1641, so that's nearly two centuries after the event supposedly occurred. So who knows how the story changed over 200 years. A Danish medical expert named Thomas Bartholin wrote about it in this book that he was writing that I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> it's a, I'm going to try it. It's going to be real bad. Historiarium Anatomicarum Ririorium. <laughs> like that's, that's not even too close much of a mouthful. come on There's brush too, too much shit up <laughs> so uh, it's basically that's a cataloged account of like all these strange metal case medical cases throughout history that he's found so he's just like catalog- cataloging all these cases and and writing it down in this big ass book so he claimed that he had heard this account directly from later generations of polonis's family but like i said obviously it could have been super embellished over 200 years there's no way to say yeah (laughs) if that actually happened but like i said there's a ton of other cases so that was just the first one i feel like that would be like a super cool career though to just go and research weird yeah like weird strange cases like that and phenomenons Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah like oh okay well i heard about this so now i'm just gonna travel the world and go find like situations Mm mm-hmm and yeah, research them. That sounds super fun and interesting. So let's see. Next case, March of 1731. So 66-year-old Italian countess Cornelia Zangari de Bandi. So she ate her last dinner and her she had her chambermaid accompany her to her bedroom to get ready for bed. So it was reported that she was quote dull and heavy that evening which like rude (laughs) (laughs) that is super rude like don't ever call me dull and heavy (laughs) right that's super rude it was supposed to refer to her being drunk but like don't don't ever call me that is not what it means today (laughs) right that means dull and heavy (laughs) right (laughs) they called her boring and fat and apparently that meant drunk before (laughs) Apparently, back in 1731. <laughs> Man, so, have the, have, has the English dictionary changed? <laughs> right? So, she, she has her dinner. She gets a little tipsy. Has her maid help her to bed. 
it's reported that um she and the maid stayed up for another like three hours chatting until cornelia fell asleep and then the maid left the bedroom okay when cornelia didn't wake up at her usual time the next morning the chambermaid went to her room to discover a few disturbing things so first there was like this terrible putrid smell coming from the room it's like vomitous yeah um the room when she got to the room it was completely covered in soot and the countess had been reduced to a pile of ashes about three feet from her bed where did these ashes come from like there was no signs of anything that had started a fire in the room like at all like there was an oil lamp on the floor that was covered in ashes but like it wasn't damaged or burned and it was completely empty like there's no oil in it yeah, that's so weird. it is weird and then there was also two candles that were found in her room but the wicks were completely unburned like they had never been lit ever so it was super strange well i mean i don't see a candle being able to like burn a person <laughs> right right so the bed and all of the other furniture in the room were completely intact there was like no kind of fire damage to any of it but there was a greasy film that completely covered everything which is Ooh. just like straight up messy yes Ooh, a greasy film as in like her fats yes from her body absolutely yes because that's the only thing that could do that that is yes. disgusting that is straight up vomitous um so oh what's this greasy film oh it's her <laughs> right so how do we know for sure that this pile of ashes was actually the body of Cornelia so we know this because in the pile of ashes both of her legs from the knee down were still there completely intact with her stockings oh still on God. yes <laughs> along so with into like, like two legs just standing there yeah along with three fingers and a part of her skull and then everything else was ash oh shit yes <laughs> So, yeah, super weird. Nobody knew how to explain this. It just seemed like she just burst into flames and, like, that's it. Like, they're like, there's no other way to explain that. Like, what the hell? That is freaking crazy. Yes. So, another account was in February of 1725 in France. Um, innkeeper Nicole Millet was having problems falling asleep one night, and she got up to go to the kitchen. Around 2 a.m., her husband, Jean Millet awoke to an unusual smell why so, are you always named Jean? Jean. the guys that are always in these cases that we read are there a lot like of them? any of the french any of the french ones i feel like they were all almost all we always have a Jean in our french cases i don't even remember so it's, it's must be a very common, it's a very common french name yeah yeah it must be so. a very common french name <laughs> I well, like that though, John. It's like John, but with it's classy ass John. It's like it's like John, but with your pinky out when you're trying to drink. Oh my tea. god, <laughs> John is classy ass John. Okay, <laughs> it's classy ass. No, no offense, Johns out there. You can be classy too. John over here. <laughs> So, but if we've got, if I'm picking you for a game of dodgeball and I've got a, a John and I've got a Jean, I'm gonna go going to go with Jean because it's, I don't know. Dodgeball, <laughs> that's the most random thing. <laughs> it, was just, it, it was the only game that came to mind. I'm just saying, but if I'm like picking somebody for a team and I've got a John and I've got a Jean, I'm going to go with the classy one. <laughs> 
I feel, I feel like, like John might be more pizzazz. I feel like John might be more jockey though, but I mean that's no. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my little the little pizzazz of Jean will just like knock everybody on their ass. This is a weird conversation. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Let's go we'll continue. <laughs> so Jean woke up at 2 a.m. to a weird smell. <laughs> he, oh, okay. He got up um, to check it out, and when he got to the kitchen, he was shocked to find a pile of ashes along with part of his wife's skull a few of her backbones and her lower legs oh my god yes so pretty much ingesting <laughs> so pretty much everything else in the room seemed to be unharmed like no, there was not fire damage to like anything else there was like wood all around but it wasn't burned up they all um, gotta be ingesting something <laughs> what is you eating <laughs> what you eating girl <laughs> So if that's not bad enough, this poor guy was then arrested and tried for her murder and was found guilty. Oh my God, poor John. (laughs) Right? So he was eventually acquitted thanks to the testimony of a surgeon named Dr. Claude Nicholas Lecat, who happened to be staying at the inn on the night of the incident. So he testified that he had also been awoken that night by the unusual smell. And he was there when uh, Jean discovered his wife's body. And he convinced the court that this had not been a murder, but an act of God himself. Because, like, what oh, else okay. could it be? So he did. I mean, say I'm she- kind of confused too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Right. <laughs> so he did such a good job convincing the court that Nicole had just combusted that they officially changed her cause of death to quote act of God. Like that's what her cause of death is listed oh. as. <laughs> right. Okay. So an interesting fact about her is that she was also described as an alcoholic, which kind of seems to be a running theme here in all these cases. Going through all the cases, there seems to be, like I was saying, there's a few common similarities between almost all the victims. So they're usually older women. Sometimes they're they're older men, though. Um, They're often described by many as alcoholics, and they're usually overweight. Oh, so they are heavy, dull and heavy. They are dull and heavy, girl. <laughs> so, um, see, see, they tried to trick you there. They said dull and heavy meant drunk, but they were just saying that they were like the mean girls. <laughs> they were <laughs> saying, oh, that just means drunk. But in reality, they were really calling her boring and fat. <laughs> they were. That's just rude. They're like, you're not wearing pink. You can't sit here. There's also a ton of strange similarities in the rooms that they're found in. Like I was saying, there's usually no kind of fire damage whatsoever to the rooms themselves. Yeah. And often soot and that greasy, fatty film is found all over the room. So that's really gross and all really, really weird. So here's a little fun fact on SHC. It became a huge source of worry for readers in the 1800s after a certain author used it to kill off one of his characters in a novel entitled Bleak House. So... I'm talking about the great Charles Dickens, like use this in one of his novels. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yes. So he used it to like kill off one of his characters. And at that time, Dickens was well known for being like scientifically minded and like a realistic author. So when he wrote about SHC, his readers considered this like as real as other stuff that he wrote about like smallpox or tuberculosis so they were all running through the street saying we are all <laughs> going to die we're gonna, we gonna just explode y'all <laughs> yeah so they're like shit now i gotta worry about just randomly bursting into flames so the panic was setting in <laughs> the panic had set in but then there were some people that were like 
why would you try to legitimize this? Like, it's clearly not a thing that exists. Right, right. And then Dickens was like, dude, check this out. Like, that's a direct quote from Charles Dickens. <laughs> he, said, he said, dude, check this out. He pulled out this research that he had done on SHC, and there was like 30 recorded historical cases that he had like been researching. And he was like, it's like, it's all right here. Like, it's got to be real. So after that, after Dickens used it, several other authors began using it in their books, including Mark Twain in Life on the Mississippi. Oh, I, 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 okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's a little fun factoid. So I'm gonna go into the case of Phyllis Newcomb. She was out dancing with her fiance one night in 1938. So we in the 1900s now. Um, the story goes that they were out on the dance floor, like doing the jive or whatever popular dance from the thirties they were doing. And Phyllis just burst into flames on the dance floor. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody's just blowing up. It's just blowing up. So she collapsed and several people tried to put the flames out with their coats, but within minutes, she was just a pile of ashes on the dance floor, according to people. So super strange. Then there's the case of Mary Reeser. So this was in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mary had a nice visit from her son and her granddaughter around 8 p.m. on July 1st, 1951. And while they visited, Mary sat in her favorite armchair that she always sits in. Mm-hmm. Okay, the visit didn't last super long because when they got there, Mary had like already taken her sleeping pills for the night. And so she was like ready to go to bed. So they just stayed for a little bit, left. She goes to bed, whatever, supposedly but apparently not. So early the next morning, a neighbor who also happened to be Mary's landlord smelled an awful smoky smell, but just kind of ignored it. That was like super early in the morning. And then around eight that morning, there was a telegram that was delivered for Mary. So the neighbor slash landlord went over to let her know that she had this telegram. And when she went to touch the doorknob, she realized that it was like way too hot for her to touch. And she was like, oh shit, I should have probably not ignored that smoky smell earlier uh, yeah right so um she calls for help when help gets there they get inside mary's house to find it was full of smoke and there were like a few flames on an overhead beam on the ceiling oh like when it okay go ahead yeah <laughs> and spontaneously in, combusted it just like it just like poofed <clears throat> up to the started, ceiling it started uh catching her house on fire huh Right. So in the middle of the room under where the flames were is where her favorite armchair had been. There was nothing left of that but a pile of ash and Mary's leg protruding from the ashes. The walls were covered in the same smelly, oily, greasy grossness and soot and everything else in the room was completely untouched. (laughs) Why are you making that face? I'm making that face because I'm just like, they got to be eating something, man. (laughs) (laughs) What What you eating? Um, I just want to know what they eat, and so I know not to eat it. <laughs> what, like, do to, what do I need to? What do I need to avoid? Like <laughs> I like food. I need to know what to not pick up. <laughs> oh my god! So Mary was a smoker. So the common theory about this case is that after oh, please. right after she took her sleeping pills, oh, they're, they're, they're saying that she fell asleep in her chair smoking a cigarette. The cigarette fell into her lap and ignited her nightgown. So yeah, that gonna catch you on fire to leave a leg. <laughs> I mean, right. I was like, that could happen, but also 
why would nothing else in the room including the drapes that weren't very far have caught fire if yeah, like no. that would have why is your leg still left <laughs> right. right why is your leg there let's get back to the leg <laughs> let's get back to the leg leg is still there it's no <laughs> so the fbi concluded that Mary's own body fat was the actual fuel for the fire and they just like left it at that. They were like, okay, that's Oh, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I am doomed for sure. Oh my god. <laughs> if this doesn't motivate us to exercise, I don't know. What will. <laughs> if, if, if this doesn't if this isn't your wake up call to go exercise, I don't know what is. I I'm running on the treadmill and this is over. <laughs> I need to know what they've ate and I need to, to go run. <laughs> and I need to go run right now. <laughs> okay. March 1st, 1953. Greenville, South Carolina. Around 11.15 a.m., a passerby on Highway 291 saw smoke coming from a 1951 Nash Statesman, Nash Statesman four-door sedan. That's so a the, big mouthful. It is. <laughs> and I looked that car up and it was really cool looking. Because <laughs> I was like, what is this? I mean, it's just like an old 90s, 1950s looking car, but it looked cool. I just, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know anything about cars. I'm not a, <laughs> when you um, say it was a really cool car, I'm just going to be like, okay, I believe you. Because <laughs> I don't know. When I describe a car, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, that was a Camaro. I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, that was a sports car and it was blue. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I would just describe it as a cool vintage 50s car. That's what I would say. So okay. The we'll car's pulled it. over. <laughs> yeah. It's it's parked on the on the shoulder of the highway. Okay. Somebody sees smoke coming from it. The windows are like completely blackened by the smoke, so they couldn't see inside. So they stopped to see if there was someone in the car that might need help. Um, when they approached the car, it moved forward about 400 yards and then skidded to a stop and fell down a 270 foot ravine so that's oh yeah <laughs> it escalated um so police and firefighters that's arrived at the scene it, yeah for, for sure and they're like oh this is on fire i wonder if somebody's inside right. and then just like drives down a ravine <laughs> that's like a thelma and louise situation right. <laughs> so Police and firefighters get there and they like get down to the car and they're like trying to get into it to make sure there's nobody in there, which when somebody drove it, clearly there's somebody in there. Um, I mean, yeah. They couldn't get the door to open. So they ended up like knocking the windows out. And this is when they found Wayman Woods charred body sitting in the driver's seat. Um, it's really hard for me to say Wayman because it's spelled just like Raymond with a W. And so I feel like I'm saying it with a for <laughs> so something. You feel like you're saying Raymond, with, but with a speech impediment. Yes. Waymond Wood. <laughs> so, Raymond Wood. <laughs> anyways, he's sitting in the driver's seat, completely burnt up. Um, the upholstery above the driver's side seat and on the driver's door had been completely burnt and the door handle had like melted off. Oh. And the glass on the windshield had become like bubbled from the extreme heat that was in there but then oh, the passenger man. side seat was just very barely slightly burned and the back seat was completely undamaged which is like crazy that it could like melt and bubble what the windshield and just can you skip to that part <laughs> and, i mean i'm gonna tell you there's not really it's, it's 
like I said before, it's not really explained. So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so That's the it. gas tank was I'm even full of the ingredients on everything that I buy. If anything sounds like it can spontaneously, I was combust, like, "What are you looking for?" I'm not it. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. So the gas tank was even full of gas that had been completely unaffected by this fire. Like, it's just all really weird. How did did his car, like, not even blow up when he blew up? Right. (laughs) And then fell off a ravine. I mean, I don't know anything about cars, but I know that gas blows up. Yeah, but I don't think they just often just randomly blow up. But then again, I didn't think that people did that either. So I don't know. Right. I don't know. So... (laughs) There's so many new, there's so much new information. We're learning so much, (laughs) Patreon. So, December 5th, 1966, meter reader Don Gosnell let himself in to 92-year-old Dr. John Irving Bentley's home to check his gas meter. So, Dr. Bentley and Gosnell- let himself in his house? Yeah, so (laughs) what I was going to say is they become really friendly over the years, and Gosnell (laughs) would, like, go in to check on him, and- Bentley was also kind of weird about like he worried about the gas meter so he'd have he'd like come over and check it more often I'm glad there was an explanation because I was going to be like uh no (laughs) that's not how that works that's not supposed to be okay Bentley was cool with it help yourself into my house (laughs) right so he um goes down to the basement to check on him not to check on him to check on the meter and when he gets down there he notices this like little pile of ash like in the floor in the basement and he's like this is weird what's up with that and then he starts noticing this weird smell so he's like uh let me go check on bentley and and see what's going on like there's this weird smell coming from upstairs so if he had looked up at the ceiling above where that pile of ashes was he would have seen like not giant but pretty big sized hole that was in the floor and directly above that was bentley's bathroom so he goes upstairs um he sees smoke coming from like he goes into his bedroom because he's following the smell and he sees smoke coming from his bathroom so he walks into the bathroom and um this is where he discovered the basically cremated remains of dr bentley so all that was left of him was the lower half of his right leg with his slipper still on his foot. And there was just like ashes. There was a hole in the ground. That's how the ashes had gone down. Like it had burned a hole in the ground. Strangely, Bentley's walker was like over the hole in the floor and the rubber tips on the legs of his walker were like still completely intact. Like they weren't burned at all or melted, right? Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) All super weird yeah i'm just so so confused i'm just so confused march 28th 1970 dublin ireland 89 year old widow margaret hogan was found burned almost to the the point of complete cremation in her home so again all that was left of her was both of her legs from the knee down and i don't know why everybody just keeps on leaving the leg like so i'm gonna close up and the only thing that's left is their leg. So I do like, have a theory the, about why that. Why did their leg burn? <laughs> I, okay. I do have where I wrote down somebody had a theory about that. So <laughs> um, just like other cases, the rest of the room was completely undamaged where she was found in. So yeah. the heat from the blaze had been so hot that some plastic flowers that were sitting in the middle of the table 
had completely melted and the TV screen that was 12 feet from the chair that her remains were found in had been melted. So it was so hot that it melted like the TV screen and plastic flowers, but like nothing else was really damaged. But it damaged. didn't burn her legs. Right, but it didn't burn her legs and nothing else was damaged. That's what so, I'm saying. Like, how does that make sense? It doesn't. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're like, I already told you that. <laughs> That's the point of this case. <laughs> it's just a bunch of weird ass shit. So <laughs> her cause of death was recorded as death by fire. And the cause of the fire was listed as unknown. Like, that's it, just unknown. Like, how can you just list it as unknown and be like, okay, well, guess we'll never know. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> like, I'd be well, like, what the hell happened? Just, like, I need to know. Check this one off my list. Don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Um, December 22nd, 2010. So not too long ago. West Galway, Ireland. 76-year-old Michael Faherty? Faherty? We're going with that. His remains were discovered near a fireplace in a room that had virtually no fire damage whatsoever. So the floor below and the ceiling above his remains were like damaged, but everything else in the room was completely untouched. Um, forensic investigators determined that the fireplace had been lit, but it definitely had not been the source of the fire that caused Michael's death. Right. So the coroner that handled this case was completely baffled, as we are. And um, he consulted like several experts and did extensive research and he found no answers. So he officially ruled the cause of death as spontaneous human combustion, stating the, he stated that the fire was thoroughly investigated and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of a spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. So he's like, I don't know. He just blowed up. I don't like cause of death he just blowed up <laughs> like he blew up he blowed is it blowed up blew up blowed he blew up blew up yeah <laughs> <laughs> grammar <laughs> so hard <laughs> and i blowed up y'all <laughs> not a writer got it <laughs> oh. In Lit major, not my no, forte. Not having it. <laughs> okay, so no. now I'm, I'm going to tell you about a case of a self-proclaimed survivor of SHC. Okay. So, how did they wait? How are you a survivor? <laughs> right, okay, it's really ahead. weird. So <laughs> you're like, okay, wait, what? So basically, time out. So this person is straight lying. Let's just say that. Well. I actually have two. I'm going to tell you. The second one for sure, I think, is just straight line. <laughs> I'm a survivor from H SHC. No, honey. So, You're a liar. <laughs> the first one is Jack Angel in 1974. So okay. he was a traveling salesman and he claimed that he woke up one morning with a burn on his hand so severe that his hand had to be amputated. And he also found a hole in his chest and several burns across his back legs and groin. But his clothes and his home were completely like unaffected. Maybe he just like had a few random burns all over him. So he claimed that a doctor told him that the fire started internally and he was the only known survivor of SHC. So okay, that's really weird, but that's how. So he started to combust, but didn't fully combust. Right. His body was like, okay, okay we're going to, oh, oh, no. I can see that one. 
this one is let's hear this let's hear this liar <laughs> this one is super sketchy okay <laughs> let's hear this liar why do you love lying so <laughs> why do you i love i love calling people out when they lie <laughs> i say that to my daughter all the time i'm like why do you love lying <laughs> I say I say that to Gunner all the time. I, I promise you. I'm like, why? <laughs> you just love to lie. It makes me think of it makes me think of Michael when I say things like that. Oh yeah, for sure. He would totally say that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so I didn't even write this guy's name down. I think it was Frank something. Frank Baker, Frank maybe. Gallagher. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to throw that in there. If oh you guys God. don't know who that is, watch Shameless and you'll know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Definitely a liar. But it, was, it was basically him. Yeah. So this is him. Picture him. So <laughs> he and one of his friends were supposedly sitting on his couch drinking, having a quote hell of a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely Frank. <laughs> yes. And then, so they're sitting there, they're like talking about, oh, we should go fishing. They're, they're going to go fishing. He suddenly just like burst into flames. So they said that they were able to put the fire out and went to the doctor and the doctor told him that he had been burning from the inside out and diagnosed him with SHC. <laughs> like, first of all, if this actually happened, what med school did this doctor go to? They're like, oh, yep, you got SHC. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Here, let me get you some medication for that. Right. Let me, let me get you some, what is amoxicillin? I think amoxicillin will work. Oh my God. Amoxicillin of, for everything. One of the cillins. So then it gets even more sketchy because I saw like he was on Facebook asking for donations to help find the cure for SHC. Like, oh, no, you did not. <laughs> yes, he did. He was saying that it had happened to him like three times now. And the fourth time he might not be so lucky. So they need what, to find the cure. Huh? What year was this? What? So uh, th uh, I think it originally happened in like 85 ish. But apparently in the like more recent years. I was going to say Facebook didn't even exist. Then. No, the first time when they were sitting on the couch, that supposedly happened in like 85 ish. But okay. then he's been going on to say that it's happened to him three times now over the years since then and so he's like well it sounds to me like there there sounds to me like god just trying to put you out of your misery bro <laughs> right right he's just like take it. It. <laughs> take it take it it's a sign so yeah when i saw that i was like i'm not gonna you're take not this supposed to, you're not supposed to put the fire out <laughs> oh just go with it <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible so it yeah I don't mean it I don't mean it <laughs> when I saw that case though I was like yeah that's that's probably I'm not gonna take that one real seriously you know um, I'm not I'm not saying like every GoFundMe page doesn't have good intentions because I see some GoFundMe pages that are obviously good causes and right. and are made for a reason and and people really are asking for help and stuff but like, I see so many out there now that I, it just shocks me. I've seen people throw out a GoFundMe page because they want plastic surgery and can't cover it. I've you know, seen it's people the important things, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can literally create a GoFundMe page for anything. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it's true. 
but that does not my mean that you should. <laughs> my gerbil died. I need to, I need to give him a proper funeral. I need, I need, I need money to cover funeral expenses. <laughs> yes. For my hamster funeral. Wow. I need $30,000. Just because you Please can share. set one up does not mean that you should. <laughs> it's like, I don't really want to work ever. So I'm going to set up a company page. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, I decided that working just wasn't for me. Um, GoFundMe for my current unemployment funds to keep. I a just roof need over like general head. living expenses covered. So <laughs> you could just donate. I, I just need to keep a roof over my kid's head, and then you don't have children. <laughs> right? Yeah. Totally. Oh my god. Okay. So now I'm gonna. Well, I'm almost done, but I'm gonna talk a little bit about, like I said, like scientists trying to explain okay. some of the stuff. So. I'm just going to talk a little bit because I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. I, I, I'll explain what I can. Um, I talked a little bit before about the similarities between a lot of cases, like the alcohol consumption and the older yeah. overweight victims. So a lot of scientists think that there's some kind of external ignition source, like a match or a cigarette or electrical spark, and that the victim was either intoxicated and unable to react to the fire, or maybe they were unconscious from like a heart attack or a stroke. So they were unresponsive and couldn't react, um, which I guess is not crazy to think since a lot of the victims were older and overweight and you couldn't really disprove a heart attack or a stroke because they were like ash. So there's no way to tell. Yeah. But to think that many people having a heart attack and a stroke and that they're using right. that as a, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see that. I can't see that one now, a spark or something and, and them all being intoxicated. I, I can kind of see that, but how did that happen? So like there are, right, just some kind of random electrical spark. There are, there were some theories I saw that it had to do with the alcohol consumption, like the alcohol and a mixture of like gases and stuff in, in your like stomach or whatever, just like the perfect combination could just like cause a spark. I don't, I don't know. Well, never drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> never drinking again. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> the most common theory about the fires and like how there's no damage to the rest of the room is that there is some kind of external ignition source that causes the wick effect. So the wick effect gets its name from the way a candle relies on like the flammable wax to keep the wick burning. So it's basically using the can a candle to illustrate how the human body can function pretty similar to a candle. So like it's saying like clothing and if hair. not oxygen, it goes out. If there's not, yeah, okay. So they're saying that the clothing and the hair would act as the wick and then the body fat is the flammable substance that's like acting as the wax. I mean, I can kind of see that, but how how did some of them just catch fire because even so, with even with a candle a candle can't just magically catch fire right so that's what they're saying that there's some kind of external ignition yeah. source and then the body becomes a candle basically so okay it's saying that um as the fire burns the body the subcutane subcutaneous fat melts and then the fat basically saturates the clothes which is gross but it keeps a continuous supply of like the 
the wax, I guess the fat keeps it burning at crazy high temperatures until there's nothing else to burn at all. And then the blaze just like extinguishes itself like a candle would do when it burns out. But it doesn't make sense. <laughs> their legs. So yes. So that's, that's, that's what my next point. So basically what they're saying is if the victim's impaired or unco- there's a lot of ifs so if the victim is impaired or unconscious they would most likely be sitting down and a lot of them were found like sitting in chairs or whatever like they had been sitting okay. in chairs um if they're seated when the fire begins then the flames are going to travel upwards not down towards the lower extremities uh, so if the yes yeah, yeah. if it starts from say their chest or something i understand it goes upwards but it's still got all the way down to their like their knees knees. basically yeah so there is that they're saying that it's like such a high temperature that say it starts in their chest and it goes to their knee because it's so hot like it's melting everything but past there I guess the lower extremities are not as fatty like feet aren't super fatty and stuff like that uh so it's not really burning it it. yeah it's kind of just like putting itself out like a candle I, I don't know right (laughs) with that being said um experts from like crematoriums and fire departments they all attest that as a general rule if a fire is burning hot enough to like turn human bones to ash then it doesn't leave the surrounding areas untouched like that doesn't make sense i mean it does that's exactly what so with flames i mean they're gonna spread right that's why that's why they say spreads like wildfire. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is that but where that saying comes from? <laughs> from no, wildfire? No. <laughs> but I'm saying like, that's a good example. Like when they say spreads like wildfire, it's because fire literally, if it touches, I mean, it's moments before it's everywhere. Right. It, and it just hits everything. And if these are so hot, it makes no sense to me for it to be like the car, for example, for it to not touch the back seat. Right. Touch the passenger seat, but like bubble the windshield. Or the lady lady that was right by her TV, it melts the TV, but it didn't get her the rest of her legs and none of the rest of the fucking house. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. So they're saying they just burst into flames until they, it's like a really hot heat. They burst into flames and then they just kind of go out when there's no more fat, like a candle. That's their theory. Um, I don't, I don't trust this. Also, I'm not a scientist. Right. No. <laughs> um, like they were, like yeah. I was saying, it, it doesn't make sense for the surrounding areas. It takes, I also find it, I find it kind of odd. I, I see why they say they think partially it's an urban legend or whatever, but, um, because nobody else is around every time this happens. Right. Right. Cause they're, yes. I've so weird. That. So nobody else is around. So nobody actually has watched it happen. Nobody's seen it happen except for supposedly except for that guy that said he, he did it on his couch. <laughs> right, except for those guys. Again. <laughs> except for GoFundMe guy. <laughs> right. Um, but like I was saying, it takes the human body has to reach a temperature of roughly three thousand degrees to like burn the bones down to ash. So how does it get that hot and not burn everything else in the room? Right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, I don't understand. So that's, that's why it's been so greatly debated throughout the centuries. Cause nobody can prove that it's the, that it isn't the cause of the fires, but also nobody can prove that it is like, 
nobody knows nobody knows it's just weird so that is that on that that's our special first bonus episode y'all what do you guys think (laughs) i hope you don't hate it (laughs) i hope you don't hate it either but i'm kind of curious to know what other people think yeah let us know shoot us a message let Let us know know if you want stuff like this for your bonus stuff or if you if you just want us to be like if you don't like this just be like hey shut up and talk about murder and we can do that too (laughs) yeah we totally can Um, oh cool all right so i guess that's it and so let's end it i guess until be awkward let's be awkward y'all be awkward with us patrons be awkward (laughs) y'all let's be awkward okay bye (laughs) bye